We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Or Willard and Steiny. Like, at, at, at noon, are you changing it to Stein, like Steiny and Guru and Willard's in for goo? Is that is that what's Great happening? Question. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. Well, let's be fair. Let's do a couple hours of this and a couple hours of that, right? But, by the way, I've, yeah. dubbed, I've dubbed this show after two weeks of hearing it leading up to this. Yeah. I've, dubbed, I've dubbed this show the Shakespeare Show. Oh, why? Uh, much ado about nothing. <laughs> Everybody's waiting for something. I don't know. Thank you. Thank listen, you very much. Is listen, that a four? I get what you're saying. Hey, dibs. I mean, look, I, I yes, I'm probably not going to punch you. I don't think you're going to punch <laughs> me. Probably not. How was the last time you threw a punch? Oh, God. I, I mean, you know me. I don't know I don't that I've, I've ever, I don't know that I've ever really executed a punch in my life. I tried I once I in either. middle school, and it was so poorly executed that I'm just like, right, I forgot. I don't do it. Like, I'm yeah. just not. That's just not me. You know, that's, I, I'm not. Me neither. I'm not going to punch you. I'd be yeah. a great. Now, well, what are we going to do? What are you, right? And I don't even mean yeah. you. Whoever you are. What's that going to do? Exactly. Right, Ask gonna, me about an atomic knee drop, though. I don't even know what that is. What's oh. an atomic knee drop? Oh, that's a wrestling move. Okay. But you just put your knee... Jump into a guy's collarbone. Well, oh, into a collarbone. Yeah, yeah. Like, he just, it's just a. Does your knee? Do you, uh, do you even knee even go that high anymore? Or well, you this is back in elbow? like third grade with okay. Brent, Brent Wiley, and apparently I dislocated his collarbone. We were having a little wrestling match. He ended up being a hell of a wrestler too. He could. I got him early. I got him early. But sometimes timing is everything. By the way, don't ever fight a wrestler ever, ever. Why? They will. They will consume you. They know they, there's something well, about yeah, leverage. They know little things. They know leverage yeah. like unbelievable. Well, like that, we're going to put you in the blank hold. Exactly. I'm like, I don't even know any holds. I don't know what that means. I know holding. <laughs> I, I watch Nick Bosa, but no. Here's what could come out of today's show. This is possible. Yeah. To, to to just to streets are talking, and I'm not surprised by this after sitting here with you for an hour. Okay. Uh, Brina, who is a very, very faithful listener, okay. 957 The Game, and tweets at me often, um, says, uh, I'm going to need Steiny to bring the same energy he brings when he works with Guru to Mark Willard. You know what I'm talking about? And if I'm, like, I don't know. I'm just telling you what the streets are saying, and I wonder if Guru is cruising around listening today going, Hey, man. Like, how come Steiny doesn't treat me the way he's treating Willard today? Mark, because like you've been very respectful. Mark, I am so glad. Don't be disrespectful. I'm so glad you brought this up. Thank you. You Don't know, be one of the things as a, as a as a former Division three athlete uh, who played into my early twenties knows is to me what always makes a great coach. Great coaches don't treat everybody the same. Mm. 
Great coaches know who their stars are. They know who needs to be coddled and who needs to be criticized harshly. Okay. Some guys need discipline. Some guys need the warm and fuzzy Steinmetz. And because that's what I grew up on and that's what I believe in, Guru needs a little more tough love. You know, you've got more seasoning. I got to be careful because I know ah. he's listening. And you know what? I know Dibley is too. Driving uh, here but no, that's why. Day off. That's why. I mean, uh, you know, also just well, a, just I'm a, I'm like, it's it's like I got traded. I used to be the number one. Right. And now I'm going to play with. You're in a you less know. aggressive spot. Exactly. Sure, 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 sure. Oh, I like I get, it. Yeah. I kind of liked it. Yeah. Although apparently here's another thing that uh, the streets are talking about. Apparently, and I'm not going to body shame anyone, but apparently. Uh, there is a discussion going on right now over whether or not camera one or camera two is more flattering here in the building because you're over on camera two right now. It. You're usually on camera one, and there are different angles, and apparently there are some who believe that camera one is more flattering. I think it is for sure. Just, I've I never mean, seen myself like this, <laughs> and I can't stand it. My head looks like a refrigerator. It's like so, it's like a rectangle. So it, what, what I've learned today is that if this kind of stuff ever happens again, I'm never going over to camera number two. I may have to see one of those. I, even if it's da I like I don't, who you know who's I the elder statesman lead host here, Damon could come in here, and I'm like, dude, I'm not doing it unless I'm on camera one because camera two apparently is unflattering, and uh, I have way I too mean, big of an ego for that. I'm not doing it. This is brutal. I mean, so anyway, check it out. Dibley, on, I don't know how Dibley and, well, and Guru do it. I mean, Dibley's wearing a hoodie every day. It doesn't matter. You just put on loose clothing, and, and everything's fine. But anyway, uh, that's over on YouTube. If You're you going to give me a rant? I do have a rant. Okay. I have a rant. I have well, a this rant. could be it. Folks, this could be the this could be the great disagreement coming up here. Well, listen, can you explain before I go into this rant your roots? Is it Philadelphia? Like what? 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 You are a Philly sports fan. That's is not that true. Born uh, and raised. No, no, no. Yeah. I don't mean now. I mean your roots. Yeah, give me I, your roots. I grew up forty minutes from Philadelphia in okay. Reading, Pennsylvania. But for whatever reason, I never liked the home teams except the Eagles. I like the Yankees because more Yankee games were actually broadcast where I grew up in Philadelphia, outside Philadelphia, because there's no cable back then. So KPIX was the big, WPIX rather, was the big Yankee station. It was kind of like WGN. And so I saw more Yankee games, so I became a Yankee fan, even okay. though I was in Reading. Okay. Uh, the Sixers, well, I mean, you know the story of Julius Irving snubbing me when I was 11 years old, so I became a fan of the Larry team. Bird. Yeah, yeah, the Celtics. Yeah. Um, but as it, let's, let's use me as an Eagle fan. I just love the Eagles. Right. Watch them every weekend. And, I don't mind who you love, but are you one of these people who thinks it's normal and, and correct because you root for a certain team to go to these games and act like a complete buffoon and huck stuff at people and have spit flying out of both sides of your mouth and decide that because you do that, it means you're a good fan? Is this you? To hell That's that. Actually, I'm the opposite of that, Mark. Uh, uh my dad was one of those guys who, when he went to my games, always sat in the top row and kept his mouth shut. Yeah. So I never, I just, I like to watch games and for the most part, not really boo too much. Okay. I, I don't think I ever booed growing up. Okay. I, I'm trying to think if I've ever booed. I respect that. Here's the statement. Carlos Rodon, now former San Francisco Giant who is a New York Yankee, and certainly kowtowing to his particular fan base. Now that's fine. 
I'm sure this played well there. I'm sure they didn't even notice because in New York, they think this is just normal and a birthright. Of course they're better fans than everyone else. They're in New York. That's the way it works. So Rodon says, quote, Giants fans are invested, but not like in New York. Win or lose, you're not going to get booed in San Francisco. All right. There's nothing but facts in there. However, there's also an opinion. The fact in there is, yeah, you're probably not going to get booed in San Francisco. Although, I could also retort and say, Carlos, why would we have booed you? You were an all-star, and you were incredible. Why would we boo you? That would be like what the Yankee fans did to Aaron Judge, for instance, which is stupid by definition. But secondarily, here's my issue with the statement. It's not that there's a factually incorrect portion. It's that there's an opinion here that we got to get over. This idea that when you boo, that equals you're invested. In other words, you're a good fan if you act like a moron. You're a good fan if you, like what Bonte and Joe experienced in Philadelphia a couple of weeks ago, if we throw hot dogs at you and racial insults, we're good fans because we care more. But out there on the West Coast, where people aren't as angry and people do go to the game, and if their team loses, they're bummed, but they just go get a beer and a meal afterwards instead of letting it ruin their entire week and spit anger at everybody, that clearly means they are a lesser brand of fan. Investment is not what equals booing. Booing does not equal investment. Throwing things and screaming on sports talk radio does not equal investment. It equals anger issues. It equals moronic drunk behavior most of the time. I'm not telling you you can't boo. If it's your ticket, if you want to boo and you've got a good reason, boo. But it does not equal good fan. That's my rant. Because the fans here care. They care big time. We had a basketball arena that was nicknamed Roracle because it was loud. We had an arena at Oracle Park from 2010 to 2014 that was as loud as any baseball environment that I've ever seen in my life. And we have a football fan base that literally won a freaking award from Vivid Seats because they were the, data now, factually, best traveling fan base in all of the NFL this year. And you're going to tell us we're not invested? You got to get the bleep out of here. Boy, I'll give you my div. A lot to unpack here. A lot to unpack. I do believe... How about this? Will you give me a fan who boos? It means... Without, it means they're passionate. Sure. Okay. So, I, yes, there okay. are lots of kinds of passion. But so, yeah. what about if passion in one area is displayed differently than passion in another area? In other words, in Philly or New York, their passion when they're disappointed is booing. The Giants fans, their passion is a little disengagement, maybe, from the product or losing a little bit of passion because you're seeing it's it's not there. You know what I mean? Like it's not worth my time. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Sure. I mean, I get that, and we know what, what is sort of like the, 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 the basis behind that, which is on the West Coast, we have more options of things to do. Like, it's cultural. 
It's cultural. What bothers me is when West Coast fans get called soft. Gotcha. Or that they don't care. Which, like, I could give you, as I already gave you some, we could give evidence all the way from here to the end of the show about how West Coast fans care. Big time. Okay. So, here's my thing. with You cannot tell me when the Giants from 10 to 15, 10 to 16... Like, you can't tell me their fans were any less passionate than the best fans in the league. In fact, here's how you know they were great fans, because they're starting to get annoying, as far as I was concerned. <laughs> uh, you know, and yes. you know what? Ditto yes. with, the, with the Warriors, Warriors in a little for way. sure, yes. But let's talk about the Warriors. Well, don't, don't they have the best fans of all time? Because the fans came out when the team stunk for 12 years at Oracle Arena, for the most part. So I think another test is, well, what, what kind of fan are you when the team loses? Do you boo? Do you continue to go and be supportive? Or do you say, I'm not watching this anymore? Because to me, I would rather have a Warrior fan than a Yankee fan. But I'm talking about a Warrior fan from when they weren't losing. What happens when the Yankees lose? Does anybody even care? I mean, I think they... they what do they boo? I couldn't... Like, why don't we actually go to the team that does lose all the time in that market, which is the Knicks? Okay. Now, I actually think from those I know who live in New York, um, it's actually a basketball town, much more than it is a baseball town. But the reason the Yankees get all the attention is because they win and the Knicks don't. But true or false, if the Knicks won a championship, the outpouring in the streets would be much bigger than if the Yankees won. A World Series. Is that because the Knicks haven't won as much as the Yankees? Maybe, but it's also, I think, I think that's probably part of the dynamic. I also just think that New York is a basketball town. New York's got an unbelievable basketball history, right? I mean, like, even on the streets. Like, it's a basketball town. Um, yes, there are good baseball fans. It's New York. There's plenty of room for all kinds of fans. There's two hockey teams there, for crying out loud. But I do think that basketball is at the core of the city's passion. Okay. Have you ever booed a player? That you can remember off the top of your head. Uh, on on my yeah, team? No. Yeah, yeah, Giant no, warrior. No, no. I'll okay. boo, I booed Tommy Lasorda until I was out of a voice. Okay, let me but, ask you this. It's going to be hard to envision, but let's say Ben Simmons would have been a warrior. Could you have seen yourself booing Ben Simmons? No, I would have I would have I would have responded to that. I would have shown my displeasure in a different way. How? Um, again, disengagement. Okay. Uh, lack of su- lack of support. Like, um, but I just, I uh, uh, there's two things about it. A, uh, th- again, I don't think it's really in my DNA. That's not how I like to fan. That's not how I want to go to a game. Um, I want just one of the reasons I love Steph Curry so much. I'd rather watch the game with joy than with anger. That's the way that I go about it. Um, and 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 then. Disengagement as far as an individual is is tough because I'm not going to like let one individual mean I'm now not a fan of that True. specific team. But the, the the lack of support for something going on with any particular team is is going to come in in a different form. I don't think I was also affected by the Donnie Moore story sure. years ago. Why don't you tell and, it? Yeah, for those, for those who, don't who don't know, Donnie Moore was a pitcher with the Angels years and years ago, and went through 
some very deep struggles and some mental health problems. And it's odd that this happened with the Angels because here we are talking about a Southern California West Coast team. But he got booed. He got booed a lot. And it, it ended up being a key piece in him taking his own life. And I remember hearing that story as a young sports fan. And I was like, I kind of made a rule. Like, I'm like, I'm not participating in that. I'm just not going to do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then for, sure. for, for me, I like that you bring up Ben Simmons because that is something that's on the table with regard to why someone would show displeasure. Lack of effort sure. or continued, repeated, poor play or poor uh, behavior, I think is worthy of a boo. If somebody is having an off night, like Rodon, oh, don't boo. I'm going to boo you. You're 16 and 5. Like, if you're off on one night, why would I boo you? That doesn't make any sense. Agree. I agree. So, yeah. Okay, so here's a couple of my thoughts. Is And I could see why you might push back against this. Because what if... Okay, Aaron Judge was getting booed last year. Yeah, Mike Schmidt got booed in Philly. Yep. I do think there's there's a chance that even though we talk about, can you believe the hometown booed him? That there may be athletes that it's kind of attractive to because it does guarantee, like, it's really hard. Once Mike Schmidt won him over, it was over, like, for the positive. So I'm wondering if, I get, like, judge, if, I don't know if the words like get off on, but it's just like, I don't know if it's, it's, he, it's in his mind or not, but we thought more of him getting booed at his home stadium than he did because he gets that part of New York and doesn't let it really kill him or his personality. And it, 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 it's almost, it almost becomes a badge of honor to be playing in front of fans well, like and, that. And, and they brought up Joey Gallo, for instance, who was not somebody who could handle that. So I'm sure you're right that, like, yeah, some athletes do better with it. And even to this point, how many times do we hear athletes, this was funny, I guess one of the Chiefs players last week was like, man, we won the Super Bowl when y'all predicted we weren't even going to win the division. And we're like, What? Who the hell predicted? So athletes make up stuff no in doubt. their head. No doubt. With regard to we've been slighted or you're against us. So, yeah, probably some of them do respond to the boo because they they use it as like an inner motivation. Other athletes don't like it. Um, and, and, and so, again, just to circle back, though, like I don't have an issue with your booing. I just have an issue with us defining that booing as that means you care, and if you don't boo, then you don't care. That's what I have an issue oh, with. I, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Um, but I, I look at the. I look at the the did did Brandon Belt ever get booed the millionth time that he looked at a called third strike? Like not in any. But maybe on the way to the dugout. Way. Yeah, not in a significant. Um, what about Hunter Strickland? I was just I, I was trying trying to throw names. I God, I mean, it's, now now when you talk about booing, let me tell you who booing did affect Mike Dunleavy Jr. for the Warriors back in the day. It was just energy energy sapping for him. He's, has he told Come you on. this? No, but it was obvious. Okay. He, and, and when he got traded initially, you know, he, I think he, oh, he went to Indiana. You know, he said, it's just, it's great to be in a city that really knows basketball, that that kind of that thing. stuff. And then he got booed, obviously, <laughs> on the way back. And then he ended up back here. But, but I look at it now. Why was Dunleavy booed? <laughs> okay, well, he's a third pick. 
okay, he, so is yeah. Black. Expectations are attached, but it was all about the perception that he was aloof, above it all, and wasn't really busting his hump. And I know we're get, I'm getting off track a little oh, bit, yeah, right? but you know who was cheered? Troy Murphy. Okay, oh Troy Murphy's a gamer. He's tough. He's got. Guess what? I got news for you. It was actually the opposite of that. I thought Troy Murphy was actually very selfish, and I thought Dunleavy was a complete and utter professional. He just grew up in the game, so he was very kind of passive about it. He he knew from the minute he was 11, he was playing in the NBA, and so he figured out it was a business at 23 years old, and he was a little cynical, and he, and he had you know he just seemed like he was. More important than the game. This is interesting. But I never thought Dunleavy should get booed. So why did Bun Dunleavy the, get booed? The Bay Area does not boo often, but when you go through the history of who they've booed, it's never been solely because of poor play. Correct. It's because of something we don't like about the way you go about your business. No doubt. Think about it. AJ Pierzynski. I mean, yeah, part of it is you like you didn't play that well, but it's because we thought you were a snot-nosed punk, right? You just talked about Dunleavy. I remember being at the Giants game. I think the day or the week after Deion Sanders left the 49ers for the Cowboys and he was still on the San Francisco Giants, he got booed. Why? Because you're a Cowboy. And we didn't like your decision. It wasn't right. because you were hitting 220. It was because of your decision. It was the way, you know, like if Aubrey Huff were to come out and, and doff a cap at Oracle, but he would get booed. Right. And it has nothing to do with, he was a World Series hero, but we don't like the human being now. Exactly. And so, we get, yeah, Kyle, what's up? The one exception I can really think of is Alex Smith. That game against the Eagles, I think it was Sunday night at Candlestick Park, the We Want Car game. Yeah. People were chanting for David Carr. David Carr. So quarterbacks are a little bit of a set-aside to me because there's something about... There's something about play calling. There's something about the cadence of a football game where you go out there and it's three and out and like a minute and a half after you're like, okay, offensive drive. And you're like, okay. And so, yes, quarterbacking or even just like the lack of being able to move a ball in football leads to, to booing. But it, I mean, it's a good example. It's a frustration sensation. Thank you. That is what it is. It's a buck. Like, was, how about uh, just throwing, was Zito booed as a giant? I don't, like, not in any significant way. Not in any significant way. And then, you know, see, this is a great example. Like, we've it, turned a $126 million pitcher into a guy that basically had one exactly, outing that mattered. And exactly. we're like, man, yeah. See, it's funny. I, it, I'm Like, I got to put myself in the place of a fan because I, I wouldn't boo anybody. But I'll tell you what, Zito to me would have, I might have booed him. This guy he, admitted that he was rooting against his own team. I know, but that's not why I, I mean, after the him. fact, after the fact. The, the thing that always bothered me about Zito is he never would, you'd never think about putting him in the bullpen because he didn't like, his routine would be messed up. So it's like you stink right now as a starter, but you're unwilling to go into the bullpen because of your routine. It's like, well, now I do have a problem. Yeah, right? dude, Tim That's, Lincecum went to the bullpen. Exactly, exactly. And it's a little bit like the Clay thing. I Like, oh, Clay can never come off the bench. Why not? Why not? I mean, I don't necessarily think he should or want him to, but you, why? Steph Curry came off the bench. You know, so like that, 
Stuff like that can rub people the wrong way. Um, okay. Uh, this is all sponsored by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. Um, I feel a little bit better, but we're not done yet. And, and there's a few of you who want to weigh in on this. Uh, film on Mike. Matt, uh, stay right where you are. We'll come to your phone calls next. Jump on in. We're going heavy calls next. 888-957-9570. It is the very special uh, President's Day edition of Willard and Steiny, or maybe Steiny and Willard. I don't want to rejoin next week. That's like, why is your name first on 95.7 The Game? Monster Sack. There's a little shade at me. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. I'd like, I'd like to, uh, could we record? This is something I'm going to try to do next football season. I want to see if Nick would be up for this. Let's record Nick Bosa like reading a children's book. I could listen to that guy talk about anything. It is all just, it's hilarious to me uh, to listen to Nick Bosa talk. So I'm going to see if we can get him to do like green eggs and ham or. Let me ask you this. Do you, you think that's really, you know how, remember the old, uh, the old Valley girls and how they used to talk? Oh, of course. And it was an it was affected speech. They didn't really talk like that. Right, right. No, my you sister. Think this is who Bosa is? <laughs> I mean, the dude is I actually, like. I actually do. The dude you, is like. But have you ever listened to Joey Bosa talk? Not a lot. Same. Really? Totally. Their cadence is exactly the same. I do think it's authentic. They're just like you know they're kind of out there, dude. Yeah. And yet they're it's killers. Like, like that's killers. the thing. I don't get that. A lot of football players like that. Did you ever meet Troy Polamalu? I uh, never met like, him, but maniac, right? Like right. hair flying out of the back of his helmet will like destroy you on the field. Get him off the field, and he's like, "Well, um, just I mean, like soft spoken, religious, like could not could not say a sharp thing to another human being. It's not in. So I don't know what the thing is that happens to these people when the whistle blows. I don't know what it is. Well, Bose's dad played too, sure. right? So. There is something about growing up in a professional uh, athlete household, I got to believe. You know, like, the, both the kids knew they were playing in the end. Well, and maybe that's Steph and Clay, too. I agree. And right? Wiggins. Because Hell. Steph, they're like, oh, my gosh, don't get it twisted. Steph is this ultra competitor. But if you look at him and talk to him, you're like, so that's the nicest guy on the planet. That's actually something that's always fascinated me to no end is the... the how do guy? How do athletes? How do? Why are some hungry and some not hungry? You know, why do some people have the killer, the inner fire, and others don't? And the and the and, the, and a lot of times the answer, well, is when this guy's from the suburbs. It's not that simple. You know, I remember like Bill Lane Beer. His dad was a GM executive, and he was he grew up in. A, he was a millionaire. Million. Well, he was a, as competitive as there ever was. Right now, look at. You probably met Mike Dunleavy's father, Mike uh, Dunleavy yes. Senior, no, no, a number of times. Yes. He was a tough sob. It looks. Like I it mean, he out. was, and he grew up in Brooklyn or Brooklyn of the Bronx, New York. And then Mike, and Mike's definitely doesn't have that that killer, that fire. And but you would say this. Well, neither does Steph and Clay. Oh no yeah they do no they yeah i mean no you're wrong they do right they so do. how do you know who has it who doesn't i don't and know why i don't know you know clay's such an interesting story i know some guys who played high school ball with him and they were just like nobody ever thought he was going to mount in anything because we thought he was kind of weak right like he has that right he's just sitting there he has that kind of bland yeah. look on his face all the time and it doesn't it doesn't sort of scream 
that kind of competitive uh, competitiveness. But but Clay, uh, middle child of three boys who were all really good athletes. Um, Trace, who plays baseball now with the uh, the Dodgers, and I think I think if I've got the ages right, the oldest one is Michael. Um, it's not a Michael Junior. They spell it differently, but anyway, that family. I love Michael them. spells his name. Yeah, right. they all spell it weird. So anyway, the oldest son, who I don't think he ever made it past the G League or what was the D League at the time, but he was a basketball player too. But like their competitiveness with one another and right. with their dad, who also comes across as happy-go-lucky, super nice guy, but he'd be the first one to be like, I didn't let those kids beat me. At, I squashed them in the on the backyard yeah. hoop all day long. So maybe that's where their fire comes from. Yeah, it's different. It's different with each one. We had uh, we had Michael Thompson, and I we we'll got to call. Yeah, we had yeah, Michael Thompson on about a year or two ago, and uh, two years ago, and I I apologized to him because I never looked at his numbers. Like for some reason, when people say Michael Thompson number one pick, nah. Take a look at his yeah, numbers. Totally, he was not. Well, like he was a damn good player. It was really it was, good. It's always, it's always. Uh, does it line up with where you were drafted? Right. And then the second thing is, is what was sort of the the biggest thing you did in your career? And by the time he gets to the Lakers and they're winning championships. He's in this group of iconic exactly. players, and he's kind of like the sixth best guy. But no, he was really good. He was really... We do this like, did Reggie Bush have a good NFL career? After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours... The energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, but good. not what you no, wanted no. it to be, right? Like, too many jerseys, number two overall pick. He wasn't Gale Sayers, so it wasn't good. True. No, no, he actually had a pretty good career. Uh, so I think Michael suffers from that a little bit. Uh, okay, let's get out to 888-957-9570. Hey, Filmo Mike, uh, what are you doing, man? Oh, man, y'all having a great conversation. You know, this ass what I be smoking. I be smoking on cookies usually, but sometimes I dip into gelato and run. Hey, hey. But I want to get... <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to get to a couple things. Good, I don't want to rant for so long because you guys know I could talk. The number, the number, this is the list. The meanest people at the station to the nicest. Right? <laughs> Hold on. Oh we got nice God. rankings? I, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh where? God. Which direction are you going? Oh From nice God. to mean or from mean, mean to nice? Oh, no. Mean and nice. Okay. Mean so and nice. We're starting with the meanest. Go ahead. Ray. Ray Rado. Steiny. Okay. Damon. Yeah. Bonte. <laughs> Bibbs. Okay. 
Guru, Willard, Madsen, Shasky, Whitey, Spadoni, Ludman, Cam, and honorable mention because I miss him. Nice guy, Steven. Yeah, not well. I mean, That's like when, list, when right your nickname's here. Nice Guy, I think you have to be at the top of the Nice Guy. You have Dibley way too high. Dibley is way too high. I agree. You also like Filmo. You know our <laughs> staff too well. Like you're throwing at like Kyle. I I didn't know if you were just gonna do right like the. Uh, the eight or nine hosts, if you want to talk about Spadone, you started working with a lot of our, our, our bench players, too, which is great. But I think, you know, that that was a very, very comprehensive list. Oh, man. I, you know, I got to look out for my people, man, because they always tell me, like, Mike, man, I mess with you. But anyway, I just wanted to say this real quick. I don't want to ramble. Um, the fans out here were really real. So I agree with Steiny mentioned what I was going to take was when the Warriors sucked, people still came to the games. Steiny used to be on NBC Sports Net. He used to be like, man, we're going to lose. <laughs> Steiny was hella real. They couldn't use Steiny. That's why he ain't radio because he was just too real. But uh, anyway, out here, you blew off an effort. Sometimes facial expressions, Dunleavy, <laughs> you don't make a lot of facial expressions, can cause the fans to boo. Now, some real stuff, real quick. I'm going to let y'all go. Fans used to boo Barry Bonds because Barry Bonds, when he had a weak grounder, he wouldn't run out. He would Sometimes you would hear some boos with Bonds earlier in his career in the 90s. They would boo him sometime when he didn't run out the ground ball. I think he kind of started that trend. Now, Sixers fans, the best knowledge in terms of when to boo, when not to boo. Last point, I'm sorry. I know I'm rambling. Y'all got a chance. Watch Stan, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf's story. It's an excellent story, and he's the bust ass in the NBA. Pause. I love y'all. All right, man. Y'all have a great conversation. Sorry for rambling. Film, well, that's okay. That's okay. That's all good. Yeah, we got a lot there. We got a lot of sorry, don't want to rant, and then rant, and then sorry, don't want to rant, and then rant. That's okay. That's okay. Where do you want to start? You being the second meanest person at the station, or uh, Mahmoud Abdul Raouf, or somewhere in between? Let's uh, let's start with uh, let's start with. Hey, Fillmore Mike, <laughs> you don't know Matt Steinmetz. You don't know him. Wait a minute. Before, that would preset. Hold on. Are you disagreeing with the fact that you're the second meanest host at the station? Yes. D if Dibley's meaner than me. More life. He, he Dib Dibley's more cutting than me. Uh, Ratto, of course, is is the number one. I'm nicer than Damon Bruce too. You're nicer than Damon yeah, Bruce. Yeah, I think so. Especially now because he's in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that travels. Who's at night? You don't um, want to throw under the, the way, bus well, at night. Well, this is why I got confused. Yeah. Like, Devon. Yeah, Devon, Shamari, Styles. Like, it was like you're going to bring in the bench, but only part of the bench. So I don't know how you do that. Um, you're, he's right. Kyle Madsen is very, very nice. But I was just like, well, now we've now we're opening the. Where's Kruger? Is Larry Kruger nice? I've gotten into a, <laughs> I've gotten into multiple uh, kerfuffles with Larry Kruger through the years, but I find him to be very nice. Also. Like he's a friend. Guru's yeah, definitely wait, a guru. Guru's nice. too low. Guru's too low. Right? I kind of think so too. And Except I, I, for Guru, will yell. At, he'll put your stuff on the air. He will yell at you. And 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 and, and did Shasky not even get on the list? I didn't even hear his name. What he's happened there? Me. Was he on there? Yeah, he was nicer than me. Okay, and me, of course. That tracks. I think you were too high too. <laughs> 
I was too high? Yeah, on the list. Why? You don't think I'm, I, you don't honestly, think I'm as nice as I come off, Steiny? Correct. That's correct. I don't think you're as nice as the listeners think you are. <laughs> and I just and I just put it all out there. Uh, well, and I just put it out there. I am learning how to stand up. But I myself. actually... I will say that. I, my therapist and I worked on that a lot nice. in the last two years. Nice. <laughs> nice. Right. Well, there's an art to being straight... You're not pushing me around anymore. There's an art to being straightforward, yet... Civil and courteous. Yes, I'm still working on that. Fair. That's why I'm second from the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> listen, I don't think it was a perfect list, but I don't think it was terribly off either. <laughs> Plus, you know what? I've you've seen got, worse power rankings. Well, but you've got to blend authenticity with your rankings. Like, okay, raise the meanest guy at the station. Correct. But is it a shtick? Well, what, see, I mean, I no, Ray will walk by me in the hallway on the right. way in and be like, what's up, idiot cream puff? Exactly. But it's so over the top that it's like, is that real? Because if you walk by me and went idiot cream puff, I'd be like, oh, crap, we're going to now we got beef. Now we're going to go at it right here in the damn hallway as to where when Ray does it, I'm just like, yeah. You're a cream puff. And then I go drive home. And there's nothing. No, that is who Ray is, though. Like, Ray Shtick is now Ray. Because he's so thorough. He's over-sticked. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Now, the, the, what people don't see is if you were to go up to Ray and say, Ah, oh, man, Nahegan's driving me nuts. He'll turn around and say, Talk to me. And I'll say, you know, he's asking me this. And then Ray will be like, well, don't do it then. And he'll turn around. So sure. he does offer encouraging advice. There you go. Like, let me, let, here's another way we could ask it. And then we'll actually go back to something that's, uh, you know, booing or Warriors related. Um, but when Matt Nahagian informed you that you would be doing an extra hour and it would be with me today, what was your response? That's fine. That's fine. That's it? Yeah. I'll tell a real story. Out. That is the whole story. I mean, four-hour shows are—they're long, but yeah, I want—I don't know why I don't get more credit for that. I feel like I really this has been an undersold part of the last year and a half of ninety-five-seven. The game. I have not received a thank you note. I have not received a piece of cake. I have not received anything for the fact that I walked in here and changed all of your four-hour shows to three. Nobody even said thank you. In oh, fact, some okay. people, some people going, actually got mad at me for it. Yep. Taking one of my hours. I did. And this BS. What's up with that? That's why I'm a nice guy. Where's my thank you note? You're all working 25% less. Well, we and have 25% nobody... less pay, though. No. Here comes it. You're the reason true? we've all had pay cuts. Nobody took a pay cut when I came in here. That, <laughs> right before or after is COVID. Is that true? <laughs> I was after. Post-COVID. No, yeah, got don't blame me for COVID pay cuts. I had this nothing to do with that. This is why you need to be higher on the list of mean people. See, you're not presenting this I agree. as mean, but this is actively mean. What, it, what, no, it's not mean. Like, exactly. all I That's what a mean person would say. I, how is it mean that I just want a little acknowledgement for something <laughs> that I provided to the masses? I just feel like I'm being gaslighted. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we're, I'm getting texts from Joe Shasky. I won't share it there. It's pretty funny. And I feel like... Shasky uh, uh, moving down the list. You know, and, and like, I, oftentimes I like to compare myself, and Kyle will know what I'm talking about here, to DeMarcus Cousins. You know, DeMarcus Cousins had this reputation, but... <laughs> Boogie Steinmetz? Never been... Was never in trouble off the court and did all his charity work, all his community stuff 
under the radar. Right, Nobody ever sees it. And, you know, a little thing like, hey, Steiny, Steiny and Willard, Willard and Steiny, who's going to host? Mark, go ahead. Mark, go ahead. You host. You you be Jordan, right. I'll be Pippen. I and that's a sign of greatness. And I to me. and I and I and looked niceness. at you and I looked at you and I did not say, "Are you sure?" I, I looked at you and I went, "That's the correct answer." <laughs> let's uh, that's the correct answer. Uh, let's go to um, <laughs> let's go to Matt and San Rafael. Uh, hey Matt, what are you doing? I'm actually spending a little bit of the day working, which is not a bad thing. Yeah, right? Same here. Okay. Working um, our butts off over Before here. I start, uh, Mark, you're not mean, you're needy. That's the word that I would use for, for the... Oh, my God. Wait, did you, rant you went on when did you were you, saying no one is thanking you. That did was, you say needy? <laughs> did you say needy? That's worse mean. than mean. No, listen. That's, a, that's way that's worse than I mean. Need. And no, listen, if um, I was needy, I would have pointed this out about uh, 14 months ago when it started. I let it sit. I let it sit, but it was relevant today, Matt. I'm okay. I'm fine. And, 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 and if, if you weren't needy, you wouldn't be pushing it the way you are right now. Well, anyway, I'm digressing from what I wanted to talk about. I need you to say Quick something different. That's I what I need. <laughs> <laughs> before I get to my main one, um, I think people don't like Vito because he had a head like a soap bubble and because he came off as kind of thinking that he was above the rest of the guys that he's playing with. That's just from a fan's perspective. Uh, the second quick thing is, regarding the quarterbacks, uh, Mark, you mentioned it, I think that 49er fans have a different perspective on quarterbacks than any other position because they had two great ones. And so, invariably, I think that when quarterback play isn't what, what fans want, they, they go back to that and say, geez, why can't we get another Montana or Ian? Now, the main point I wanted to make was on the booing thing. I agree that people can boo and, and, you know, God bless them if they want to. But being permitted to or having it be okay that you, you boo doesn't mean you can be a jerk. And that's where I think the line gets crossed by a percentage of the fan base. I go to games now and I see people that boo at times. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. But then I see people who are jerks. And I think that sadly, a lot of what is what uh, and, uh, Jasky ran into when they were in Philly is I think a lot of fans are jerks nowadays. And, and they excuse it in their own minds by saying, no, I'm a passionate fan. No, you're not. You're a jerk. That's my take. Yeah, Matt, I couldn't agree with that more. Um, uh, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, and 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 Bonte and Joe and Hell, she asked you if you're listening, you can call in and share this story a little bit further. But like, I spent a lot of time heading toward that 49er Eagle game, and there's this whole dynamic on social media for oh, don't you wear a Niner jersey to Philly? You may not come out alive. I'm like, stop overrating yourselves. It's a football game and your people. It's going to be fine. I've been to multiple Eagle Cowboy games in Philadelphia. It's not that. You're not that scary, okay? You're just other people at a game. And and so, you know, not a big deal. So I told Joe and Bonte, you guys are going to be fine. And they courageously put on their gear and went to a Philly game. And somehow, with getting racial insults and hot dogs thrown at them as they walk into the game, a Philly fan translates that in their mind to be like, see, we're good fans. No, you're a person throwing a hot dog at another human. That's all I'm saying. You can fan however you want, but don't translate it to mean you're a passionate fan base because you threw a hot dog at another person who's wearing gear for the other team. That doesn't make you invested. It doesn't make you a good fan. It, 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 quite frankly, I think it makes you a weirdo.
Like, I would never... First of all, hot dogs at a game are like 15 bucks. What kind of an idiot throws the... Eat it! Don't throw it! That was part of the tailgate. I, mean, I guess. Yeah, Eight probably. Pack. Okay, that's fair. Okay, I think... I'm going to be honest with you. I, I've never seen a fight or real acrimony in a, in a parking lot or in a stadium when the visiting fans are engaging in good-natured stuff. And I, I believe that most, I believe pretty much most fan bases are the, are the same. 90% good, there's a bunch of jackasses all over the place. I've never, and I used to go to Raider games all the time. Yeah. Hey, come in with the Chiefs. And there's a difference between Raiders, oh, you guys suck, you guys stay, whatever, or good-natured talking mess. Right. Like, I've seen hundreds of interactions where there's a quick back and forth as somebody's going to the thing and it's laughing. But you got to kind of know how to do it. Like, you don't want to just say, eh, Philly, or you got, you know, it's like, you got to, like, just have a little more fun doing it. You're totally right. You got to keep it general. Right. I, I, I'm going to reference this game again. You can keep using the drip if you want. But that 49er Raider game for me was a great sort of, it, it was a great example of what you're talking about because... It was somewhere in the neighborhood of 50-50, the fans. Right. And everybody was geared up no matter what your team was. And obviously the Niners were going for the playoffs and the Raiders were just going for some sort of respect. And then a great game breaks out and it's high scoring and it's overtime. And every row in the stadium was represented by both teams. And so I watched a ton of it. I was involved right. in some of it. Very good natured. And what you, to me, here's the definition of what you're talking about. It's also timing. No it's doubt. timing. So your good-natured stuff can happen as the game is. It's like Absolutely. Brock Purdy's driving down the field. Ah, we're going to score here, whatever. When you score is not the time to go then get in someone's face. The emotional moment is when something bad can happen. And in that whole experience, I only saw one thing where it got a little bit out of control and it was in our section. And I literally was one of the people who went and got the usher. I'm like, because the usher was slow on the uptake. I'm like, everyone's pointing like, this is about to go bad. Right. This is about to go bad. And the usher's like, oh, hi. How you? I'm more like, we're not waving. Get down right. there and <laughs> fix this. And they did before it went too bad. But that's kind of the thing. Like, just if you keep the tone in a certain spot, most people, without too much alcohol, will keep it in a totally fair area. Right. Most see, people. See, I think, I think, believe it or not, you, uh, you and I might be the same in an opposing arena. Because I, I remember going to a Celtics-Pistons game way back in the day during their rivalry. Drove 15 hours to Pontiac, and I was a Celtics fan. We're in the middle of East Detroit. We get, first of all, the games, before the game, you know, I, I walk in. You guys got trouble tonight? Trouble brewing in Big D. Motel, okay. Then the game starts, and I'm like, come on, Bert, let's go, let's go, Bert. But, like, as Isaiah Thomas goes by Danny Ainge for a nice left-handed layup, I'm also like, we can't guard him. We can't guard him. Right. Like, he's too quick for our guards. All right, stay with it, Bert. Stay. Like, and it was all good. Like, because you're acknowledging the other team is like, they're, they're legit. They Dude, got their... I Fans and I got good players. Week one, Soldier Field, sideways rain. Um, I'm at I'm in the hot dog line at halftime, and every Bears fan is in this self-deprecating mood. Right. They're down seven to nothing, and everyone's like, Justin Fields sucks. 
this season's already over, and I'm just sitting there chilling like Trey Lance. I'm like, okay, this look, this had some encouraging things, but you know, they fumbled in the red zone and whatever. Okay, it's only seven nothing, but it felt like there's no way the Niners are losing this game. Right, and 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 then you get to the second half, alcohol starts to take over the fans a little bit. The Niners go up ten nothing, and I'm like, and I told my section, the game's over. Your game's over. You're down two scores, and you can't move the ball. This game is cooked, and I told everybody. And then there's the broken play, Dante Pettis, and Soldier Field wakes up, and then it goes the way it goes in the second half. And my my thought was, I talked when it was good, so I'm going to sit here. You have to. And I'm going to receive what you're giving me now at the end of the game because you won. Like, I didn't leave. I didn't leave early. I looked at people. I smiled. I'm like, ah, you got us. You got us. Like, that's the other thing for me. If you're going to dish, just be ready to take. Well, And, and then, that, then there's a give and take. Exactly. And, and that's the other thing. So you're chirping at half. Fine. They start coming back. You're starting to get hit, which you should. Good natured, by the way. The issue comes when the Chicago Bears finish that game off. And now it turns a little more like, and if you want to say, you guys, if you want to start using right. it, now we got a problem. But you like if I'm in just your position, smile. I gotta take yeah, it. I gotta smile. take it. Right, walk out. <laughs> the, the the thing that I found, and I'm not found, I didn't discover anything. All these fights on social media at football games that we see five of them a week now, they're you can tell they're all alcohol infused. Totally. All of them. Not all. 95% of them are alcohol-infused. I guarantee you, when you show the videos of those fights to the guys, they're probably like, I don't really remember that. Right, exactly. Or Jeez, that, I don't like, remember that. It's like, I don't remember coming. It didn't feel exactly. like I was going at them that hard. Exactly. Or whatever, yeah. Exactly. Um, all right. Willard and Steiny today, and it's all brought to you by Mitsubishi Motors. Uh, plenty more on that around the corner, and always room for your calls at 888-957-9570. But coming up next, Charles Barkley's latest shot at the Warriors. We'll get into that right here on 95.7 The Game. He used to bust ass in the NBA. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.